0: Hello everyone, so this is going to be basically our first M Reads You Some Kinky Fanfiction. And I am honestly pretty nervous to do this, so I just wanted to say that up front. And I'm actually, for our first one, I'm going to read a fan fiction that I wrote. Um, the fandom is My Hero Academia, and I will give a little bit of a content note before I get started. So the general... Content of this fanfiction is, as I mentioned, My Hero Academia. You can definitely assume that all of the characters are aged up, but the only character in here that is from My Hero Academia is Shinso Hitoshi. And because of that, there will be hypnosis, brainwashing, and just those kind of general themes that you get with the Shinso Hitoshi fanfiction. He is going to play the top role and the villain role. And there's a little bit of role play, knife play, interrogation play. And the other character is you, uh, the listener slash the person tuning in. And I have tried my best to make it very much undefined for gender in terms of the listener slash person tuning in. So hope you enjoy this fanfiction. Yes, welcome to M Reads You Kinky Fan Fiction. This type of play was heavily negotiated between you two. It also was heavily tested. At first it was small things. He'd brainwash you, get you into a nice trance, and then bring you back out, check in. Everything was good. Then try a little more. He'd ask you if you were ready to go, and as long as you said yes, he would put his quirk to use. Hitoshi was cautious. His quirk was already viewed with contempt by many. Imagine if they knew he used it on his partner. And now things were getting intense. This wasn't simple mind control anymore. Not simply, say yes for me or don't move. What you both had in mind for today was different. Hitoshi resented being treated like a villain in his normal day-to-day life, but the thought of being your villain was exciting. Should he feel bad about that? Should or shouldn't, that line of thinking wasn't going to help him. Or you. After all, you consented to this. The scene starts with you knocking and holding up a fake warrant when he opens the door. Sir, I need to investigate your apartment. You are under suspicion of possessing illegal weapons. Hitoshi grins widely. Of course, officer. There's nothing to hide here. You nod, and then step through the doorway, hearing the door shut and lock behind you. Can I get you anything? A glass of water, maybe? He asks you. But you don't respond, and instead continue to look through the apartment, making your way to the kitchen. Oh, come now. Are you... scared of my quirk? You know that responding to him when he asks you a question will make you fall into trance, And your goal is to resist as much as possible. With your silence, you feel him come up behind you and grab your chin, tilting your head slightly back as he whispers in your ear, I asked you if you are afraid of my quirk. Thank goodness. A statement. I'm just doing my job, sir. I was briefed on your quirk before they assigned me. It's nothing personal. Now if you could please back away from me so I can continue my search. Hitoshi moves away from you. I'm sorry, officer. I was getting ahead of myself, wasn't I? Well, when you're done in here, I'll show you the bedroom, and that should conclude your search. As I already told you, I've got nothing to hide. He flashes another grin at you. All right, Mr. Shinzo. If you could let me see your room, that would be appreciated, but I warn you against any funny business. I have a team at the ready if I need them. You point to your waistband, where there was a walkie-talkie snapped on. Hitoshi nods and leads you to his room. You'd been in there many times. In fact, you were just there this morning. But when you enter, it doesn't look the same. Where did his bed go? The carpet? The floor was now concrete, the walls looked bare except a collection of knives you had never seen before. Honestly, it was outright disturbing. Hitoshi, sir. Uh, this is your bedroom? You try to keep it together. Ah, what's wrong, officer? He asks, matter-of-factly like this is how his room always looked. No, there's no way you're in his room. He couldn't have possibly changed everything around in a couple of hours. What was going on? Were you actually at Hitoshi's place? Your head starts to spin. It's just I... You start, before you could finish, Quirk works its way into your mind. You feel your body tense up, rigid, your muscles frozen, blank stare. There's a small part of you that's conscious of everything that happens during his brainwashing. Normally you enjoy that feature, but now you're not so sure. Hitoshi smirks. I thought you said you were briefed on my quirk. Doesn't look like they train you damn cops very well these days. So let me ask you again. Are you scared of my quirk? Answer me. You don't have a choice. The word tumbles out of your mouth without you thinking about it. Yes. Hitoshi laughs and shakes his head. And you said it was nothing personal. Cops are liars, aren't they? He comes towards you and finds a pair of handcuffs on you, just like they should be. Then he moves your hands behind you, feeling no resistance, and snaps the cuffs on. I'm going to ask you some more questions, and you're going to answer them truthfully. First up, who ratted me out to the police? No one. You reply, It was true. Since this was all a scene, there is no one who ratted him out because he wasn't actually being investigated. But it was a clever question since it made you sound like you were hiding something. Hitoshi lets out a low growl and makes his way over to the wall where you watch him pick up a knife. When did he get those knives? When he comes back, you feel the knife press against your throat. Are you lying to me? Are you somehow resisting my cork? Because I don't buy it for a second. Tell me who routed me out. Again, you have no choice. Your mouth is under his control. Ah, uh, there was no one who routed you out. This is all just a scene. A scene? Like we're in some kind of play? No, this isn't. This is real, and I'll get the information I want. Even if it takes me all night, and it takes you a lot of pain. Hitoshi leaves and comes back with a folding chair. He sets it up in front of you and sits down. Get on your knees. At his command, you sink to your knees, your hands still cuffed behind you. Now let's begin. Hitoshi reaches down and unsnaps the walkie-talkie from your belt. He holds it up to your face. Tell them everything is clear here and sound calm about it. He then presses a button as you speak into it and communicate to the non-existent backup team that everything is clear. Though your eyes are locked dead ahead on Hitoshi, you hear the walkie-talkie thrown on the ground next to you, then a loud stomping and crushing sound. Don't need this anymore. Do we? (laughs) Your turn is coming soon. Time to wake you up. To stop the effects of the quirk, he gives you a hard slap across the face. The sting of his slap comes through. Ow! Holy fuck, Hitoshi! At least now you can move and speak on your own. You realize this time much more consciously that your hands are handcuffed as you try pointlessly to move them. You struggle briefly with the cuffs and then stop trying. You begin to stand up, thinking maybe you could escape, but you feel the knife back at your throat. We aren't on a first name basis, and you are going to stay where I put you. Hitoshi presses the knife a little harder and then drags it down your neck to your collarbone. Got it? Right! You are insane. You still aren't sure how he managed to change his room so much. Maybe it was some kind of visual trick, but you could worry about that later. You open your mouth like you're about to talk. This time, however, you manage to stop yourself, thinking you are particularly clever for avoiding answering his tag-on question at the end. Your purple-haired partner? No. This purple-haired villain in front of you gives a light snort. I suppose you figured me out. But don't worry, I don't want you under the influence of my quirk right now. You're much more useful to me like this, especially since it seems you are able to resist my brainwashing to an extent. I'm impressed. I've never seen that before. You might have some intelligence after all. At this, you tilt your head up, clear your throat, (coughs) and spit in his face. I'm not going to tell you anything. His hand comes up behind your head and grabs your hair, causing you to wince. Damn, this was hot. But you couldn't let him onto that. Not yet. Well, well, spitting at me. Is this how you treat civilians? I doubt they'd let you stay on the force if they knew. You act like this to innocent people who've done nothing wrong. Sarcasm is lacing his voice. In any case, I won't take such blatant disrespect from a fucking cop. His right hand steadies the knife near your neck while his left hand reaches into his pocket and takes out a roll of duct tape. You won't get any answers from me if you gag me, you say, faking your confidence. I don't want them right now anyway. Right now, I want you to suffer. He uses the knife to swiftly cut a piece of tape and tries to cover your mouth, but you turn your head enough to prevent him from getting it on. Because his knife is still in one hand, his attempt to silence you is cumbersome, but without the knife, he has nothing to threaten you with. He decides to forego the knife, taking the tape in both hands, and kicks your chest with the heavy heel of his boot. It causes you to fall back and Hitoshi comes over to sit on top of you, straddling your torso. Your cuffed hands hurt as they get squished under his weight against the cold concrete floor. He stares at you underneath him, getting a bit caught up in how vulnerable and scared you look. You start to open your mouth, surely to say something sassy. Unfortunately for you, and very fortunately for your villain, he manages to get the tape squarely over your mouth. Hitoshi reaches back behind him and finds the knife he dropped under the folding chair. He slides a thumb over the blade, almost admiring it, before he takes it to the collar of your shirt. The blade easily slices through the fabric, revealing your chest bit by bit. He continues cutting it, arriving at the end of your shirt which is tucked into your pants, until he forcefully tugs it out and finishes tearing your shirt your chest and stomach exposed. His blade pauses at your waistband, the point of the knife poking into you. You want him to cut those damn pants off now, but you can't even ask for it if you wanted to. You let out a small sound, a mix of pleasure and terror, but it's muffled by the tape. Hitoshi stands up and looms over you. His boot, the one that crushed the walkie-talkie, lifts and presses down onto your cheek, pushing your face down to the side. He drags the boot roughly across your face, leaving little indentations from the sole of the shoe. A small kick comes quickly to your ribs. It's hard enough to startle you, but not hard enough to cause damage. You look up at him, rebelliously furrowing your eyebrows, showing a bit of defiance. His sweet, devilish face looks back at you. You're not a mind reader, and you don't need to be. Something in his smile tells you he's looking forward to making you cry. It felt like an hour or more had passed since Hitoshi started kicking, punching, and stepping on you, but he was careful to keep the harder hits to your thighs and buttocks, which are padded enough to take it. Not that it doesn't still hurt like hell. Finally, he looks tired and crouches down by your face. He decides to tear the tape off your mouth. You yelp as it comes off your lips. Please, stop. You try to speak, but your voice sounds raspy even though your screams had been muffled. Your body is sore and exhausted. Hitoshi actually ponders your request. Okay, I'm going to let you go. You look surprised at his words, but you don't argue. You wonder if he's decided to end this scene here. Part of you doesn't want him to, and you had negotiated to go until he was ready to stop. Or you say forwarded. He helps you off the ground, your chest still naked from when he cut off your shirt. He's behind you, and his hands are working on undoing the handcuffs. Just as you hear the handcuffs fall to the ground behind you, one of his hands comes up to your face. You feel his index finger trace a line down the middle of your forehead, down to your nose as he whispers, Drop for me. Your body feels relaxed all of a sudden. Your eyes flutter shut and you feel blissful letting go. Are you under the power of his quirk? You can't think much, but you know in the back of your mind this wasn't his quirk. He hadn't asked you a question, yet you were under his control. That's it. You can relax and just listen to the sound of my voice. I said I'd let you go, and I will. But since you didn't give me the information I wanted, I'm going to need something else from you. Remember, that wasn't a question. It was a command. The memories come back to you. He had been practicing the induction with you, running his finger from your forehead down to your nose, watching your eyes close and your body relax into a state of helplessness. Even though he had a quirk that made it easy to brainwash people, he was willing to give this a try. Then he wouldn't have to rely on people answering his questions. The idea came to him after you had been dating him for a while. One night he asked you if you thought other people got off on mind control. Of course, you said. It only makes sense that we're not the only ones. It turned out you were indeed far from the only ones. You soon found the local erotic hypnosis community and started attending meetups, but because of Hitoshi's status as a pro hero, he had to be very careful. Fortunately, no other pro heroes turned up so far. There were also plenty of folks there without any quirks at all. Obviously, they had to have a way to engage in this sort of play. He was skeptical at first. None of these people had a brainwashing quirk. Yet he saw what amounted to demonstration of power equal to, or, no, even greater than his own power. His power was limited by how it could be performed and what conditions could snap someone out of it. But the way these quirkless folks did it, they could create various suggestions and triggers to induce an end trance. Did it work? You told him you'd want to test it out. After several classes and practice sessions, he had learned to brainwash you without using his quirk. It felt different in some ways, not as abrasive or aggressive, maybe, but in other ways it felt the same, just as hot and intoxicating. You feel his finger come back to your nose and stroke upward to your forehead, your eyes opening this time. You tranced me without your quirk. He nodded. Now that you're starting to get your memories back, he snapped his fingers. Go ahead and take your pants off, officer. Officer. Your hands seem to hesitate, as if you're resisting the order, but then they come to your waistband and work quickly to undo your pants and toss them to the side of the room. What do you want from me? I want you to beg me to use my cork on you. Wouldn't that be fitting, a cop who is afraid of my cork begging me to use it on them? He's still behind you as he says this, but then he walks back around in front of you, admiring the bruises on your thighs. You feel some heat rise to your face. Not yet, don't give in yet. I'm not going to stoop so low, you say. Technically, you just answered a question and he could use his quirk on you now, but that's not what he wants. Hitoshi comes closer and his hands drift lightly down your legs where he had kicked hard enough to leave marks. He starts drawing circles on the inside of your thigh slowly and methodically. Your eyelids feel a bit heavy and... Very good. You go into trance so easily. What you want more than anything is to be brainwashed by my quirk. Every second you go without it, you will feel an increasing need for it. It will feel painful to go on without being brainwashed by my quirk. It will become all you can think about. Can you say that for me? Say, your quirk will be all I think about. Your voice comes out monotone. Your quirk will be all I think about. Wide awake now, he says. When you open your eyes, the knife is back and it is pointing carefully on your neck. That's still something you haven't figured out. You imagine he must be using a visual hallucination, but did it matter if your fear felt real? The train of thought didn't last long anyway. Soon you were thinking about his quirk. Your quirk, I... Go on. Hitoshi says, applying a safe amount of pressure to the knife, beg me. An aching, painful need overwhelms you as your mind fixates on his power. All you have to do is beg him and you will feel pleasure and the pain will subside. He removes the knife from your throat, waiting for your compliance. He knows all too well what is coming. You fall to your knees, bowing your head and groveling at his feet. Please, Shinso, please use your quirk on me. I I need it your memories start to come back again. It was last night that he had tranced you and made your memories disappear. He told you that you would forget that he could control you without his quirk until the point in the scene where he told you to remember. Amnesia play as well as visual hallucinations were on the list of things you wanted out of this scene and Hitoshi was happy to provide them. In order to make the visual hallucinations work, he had you practice visualizing his room changing, the bed disappearing and the floor turning to concrete. On top of that, You worked on imagining the floor becoming cold to the touch. You practiced visualizing the knives on the wall. All of them would be pure illusions except for one, his pocket knife, which he had you visualize as bigger and scarier than it actually was. He worked at inducing trance and reinforcing how the space would look and feel once you next entered the room. To make sure you wouldn't remember, he had you forget this trance altogether. You willingly surrendered your mind, forgetting how he wiped your memories and how he manipulated your visual experience of his bedroom. You fell asleep in his bed, which was still there for now, thinking fondly of the scene you'd have with him tomorrow, only knowing much of it would be a surprise. Your memories had finally fully returned. You smile as you recall all the long hours of planning for this scene. His bedroom looks normal again, which is comforting. You must forget you were just begging him to brainwash you. The intense desire comes back abruptly. Am I a villain? He asks, looking down at you. You try to chuckle, but it sounds more like a whimper. No, but Hitoshi's quirk took over, satisfying your desperate need. He grinned, finishing your sentence for you. I am your villain.